3: it gives me a lot of hope.
0: If you liked Locatora before, you're gonna love season nine.
3: Subscribe to our show, and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part
0: of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel,
4: Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common?
6: Here we go, ready for a big Monday night. We're at halftime of the Monday night football game, the finale of week 14, the final week of perhaps your fantasy regular season, first week of the playoffs. Uh, Hopefully it's been, uh, well, not too nail-biting for you, but an interesting first half. Uh, We'll get to that and so much more across the sporting landscape. Hi, I'm Mike Harmon. Jason Smith off tonight, which means we bring in my man, the All-American King of the Mammals, LaVar Arrington. What's up, LaVar? What is up, Mike Harmon? It's another day in paradise with the uh, crew all assembled. We got Steve, Alex, and Kevin making a sound oh so pretty. Andre in the back. uh, He'll be grabbing all the fun and exciting sounds from the second half, including more complaints about footing and why people need to go and well, change their cleats as soon as they know there's a problem. Because that's really the tale of the first half. Was it pretty? No. A couple of great drives to start, trade sevens off the jump, and then a bunch of defensive penalties helping along the way. Uh, got a little ugly in that regard. And whenever you can score 21 points and a half while completing only three passes, you're feeling pretty good.
8: Well, when you can score 14 points, and only be down by seven you're feeling pretty good so which yeah, makes this the ball a very well. interesting game yeah know? running
6: the ball well uh the the ravens 7.9 a carry here 17 carries and you and i had talked about this uh going on friday but certainly on our sunday shows all the way through uh six to eight pacific time uh nine to eleven in the east that the Ravens needed to rediscover their identity. It's Absolutely. not about throwing the football. It's about smashing people upside the head and, and continuing to run and Lamar Jackson leading the way with 778 and, and a late touchdown to make it 21-14, but you're not living uh you're not making a living based on what you're doing in the air. Even the final pass completion to Mark Andrews, a lot of scrambling, a lot of elusiveness, a lot of well Chris Berman when we go whoop uh, and then uh, a pass, yeah, one of those uh, ducks <laughs> to Mark Andrews who just happened to be open, right? right well, not pretty, but it doesn't matter. Style points. It's a 39-yard completion helped to set up the rest of that possession. They go into halftime 21-14. Mayfield looked great early, uh, beset by drops, and then he hit a cold streak as well. So uh, this was the the marquee game. We'll get into. Pittsburgh and dropping their second straight coming up in about 15 minutes from now. But for Lamar Jackson, a guy that people were ready to kind of push to the curb as well as these Baltimore Ravens showing a a lot of life uh, after being, well, they they took an opening blow because Cleveland with a great first possession that ended up with an early Nick Chubb touchdown.
8: It's hard to say that Baltimore is one thing or the other right now because Their record says that they're still a good team. I think that we get lost sometimes in what we expect from teams. And I think we were expecting this Baltimore Ravens team to be as competitive as the Kansas City Chiefs. And they've had a rough little slide. Now we're seeing the Steelers, as you mentioned, have a rough little slide right now. But let's be clear. They're still a really good team, but I think you hit the nail on the head, smack on the head, direct hit. They have to get back to the identity of what made them one of the scariest teams in the National Football League, which is the ability to change games um, at the drop of a hat based off of what Lamar Jackson's potential, what his what his uh, talent uh brings to the table so there's nothing wrong with with living in that don't get cute don't don't try to change the narrative of what Lamar Jackson is capable of doing like you said don't become a pass first and worry about everything else later type of team let him spin when you let Booby spin the (laughs) team wins and that's the same thing with Lamar Jack don't do that Don't don't try to force him into being something that it's not about proving that he's something that you say he's not. It's not about you making it a style point approach to what you're doing in the games. Right, Mike? It is really all about what makes this this game changer of a player most comfortable and confident and and likely the same thing for the rest of the team what makes your team that comfortable as well
6: yeah we look at the the last 6 games they lose four of them two of them to pittsburgh one of which was the covid multi postponed game where we finally get it on the wednesday afternoon they lose 19 to 14 what did they do they shortened the game by trying to run the ball did they run effectively not terribly uh but they ran clock kept Their defense, which is what top five defense, kept Pittsburgh in check, and you were able to slug it out to a five-point loss. Other losses against Tennessee, New England, and then go back to that other Steelers loss. Even that, four-point game. Patriots, six-point game. Titans, six point game. And what the what do the Patriots and Titans have for you? Well, they're good teams too. Patriots are one game under five hundred, better than anybody expected, but the defense has shown up most Sundays. And Tennessee's sitting there at nine and four. So not exactly dropping to also rans either. And when we look at the personnel, Willie Sneed was out on the COVID list. Mark Andrews, who's their best receiver, right? The tight end mentioned him before. He was on COVID list and finally back tonight so you start getting healthy for the stretch run and down down here after this game you've got a date with the Jaguars and Gardner Minshew you've got the Giants who got well that that winning streak ended pretty fast uh it looked good it looked good and then they ran into a wall and then they finished the season at Cincinnati and we know what they are at this point so they're gonna end up finishing they got smashed
8: by the Cowboys I actually picked Cincy to win that game.
6: I know you did. I I wasn't going to bring that up.
8: I thought that the Cowboys would lay down. And lo and behold, not only did they not lay down, but Cincinnati laid down. And I did not expect that. I did not expect that at all. I was pretty consistent on my picks on Sunday. I I actually did really well.
6: Yeah, I crushed against the spread.
8: Okay, Straight well, up, I, I
6: took some gambles and well, they all bit me. But, huh.
8: I think I, I mean, I did really awesome. Well, like I got,
6: I got to go back and check the tapes. But yeah, well, go ahead. I, no, I, no, I don't, no, you I'm, know, I don't falsely brag. No, no, uh, man, I
8: just you know. But what you I, I can do, the numbers. What you can do is go back and check it out. Look at what sprints I beat, what what I call, what 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 the games were. Um, but the one game that I certainly did not anticipate or look at and say to myself wow like this is one of those deals um I didn't call this I I thought that the Giants I I believe I thought the Giants would beat the Seahawks I think um but anyway in in terms of looking at where teams are right now um I did not anticipate Cincinnati laying down like that for for Dallas to um try to give people hope that Dallas is Dallas, which was crazy. But I also looked at, at how some of these games played out. And it was just interesting to watch where the NFL is, is at currently. And I said, listen, my favorite, my favorite game coming into this was going to be the Ravens Browns game, which by the way, the Ravens just scored. Um, And I felt like after what the Browns were able to do against Tennessee, that if they were to have a good showing, a great showing against Baltimore, I almost felt like you're dangerously close to solidifying the discussion of what Baker Mayfield represents to this Cleveland Browns organization and even more so to the city.
6: Yeah, certainly coming out of last week, a lot of people perhaps shifting the narrative on on Baker Mayfield in their minds, right, with that great performance against Tennessee and looking to see him capitalize that and come back with another big effort tonight. And it started off promising. I mean, that first play, drive, 11 plays, 81 yards, about six minutes off the clock, they put up seven points and you blinked. It's like, wow, that's that, that was fast, right? Not the the defensive battle to get going uh, that you expected. But then Baltimore answers with a six-minute touchdown drive of their own. And Cleveland moves the ball, a missed field goal, and then it kind of bogged down toward, until the, towards the end of the half. Uh, and then right out of the gate, as you mentioned, the Ravens now go up 28-14. A four-play, 75-yard drive took just 213 off the clock. The big play, a Lamar Jackson 44-yard scamper off left tackle, which puts him up to 122 yards already for the game. Gus Edwards finishes it off uh, with his second touchdown run of the night. So, uh, again, going back to identity, as we got to the quarter pole of the season, uh, this might be the strangest NFL where there's a bunch of teams going, I don't know, because sometimes they show up, sometimes they disappear, right? And not to, to go to that... Cowboys Cincinnati game even though the score was lopsided did it did there was nothing exciting about what the Cowboys did that make you make you feel like all right there was this was a big huge victory it was all right you you took care of business against the Bengals and moved on
8: yeah but you say that but you know what the faithful say yeah but there are, we did what we needed to do to get back on on track Oh, no, succeed and proceed. We dominated. We didn't just win the game. You know what? To all you cowboy haters out there, you know what happened? There was a game that we needed to win, and we did it. How about them cowboys? And we did it in emphatic fashion. We won by so many points. And you know what? They couldn't be any more wrong, Mike, like you said. But in reality, uh, you know – take it for what it's worth, Cincinnati laid down and let Andy Dalton get his revenge game and let Dallas get an opportunity to have a week to bask in the glory and glow of all of the fans out there that are excuse makers for them. And there you go.
6: Well, you know, my my theory on everything, especially in 2020, is you find your wins where you can. That is a- true. And, and if the Bengals are going to line up, and then just lay down and let you put up 30 so you can have a feel-good-about-yourself game and and get all chesty as a fan, who might deprive you of that, especially in the holiday season? I mean, come on. Take the victory. Run with it as best you can.
8: Well, I'll tell you what. You can run with it as best you can but I would not get carried away with running away with it because what are you going to do when they lose their next game? And it will be soon. So what are you going to do? Go you back know? to
6: being outraged. Don't you know how sports talk radio, sports fandom works, LeVar? What did I tell everybody? It's a everybody. roller coaster,
8: my man. Mike, you're right. And that roller coaster, sometimes when you're going down and it scares you and it's going fast, you're you actually can't decide if it's good or if it's bad and that's Dallas fans they can't decide if going down that steep drop is exhilarating and fun or if it's bad and it's stressful and it's scary and is it a win or is it a loss or what is it like how should I feel that's Dallas fans and it's okay it's okay to be a fan I just listen we just keep it real, all right? And listen, I picked the, the Bengals to win because I just felt as though the Cowboys were in such disarray they were in a trap game situation against the Bengals. But I will say this. You look at a team like New England, and I said it. I said it on the show. I said, you're not going to be able to blame Cam for the shortcomings of this team Um. When you're talking about teams that are going to beat them, not because Cam isn't good enough, but because they're better teams than the New England uh, Patriots. I said it. But you know what? Fans will sit there and they'll be upset. If we had Tom Brady, we would have won the game. We would have got some clan chatter. Like, we would have won. No, you wouldn't. Because you wouldn't have been better than the team that beat you, and and so when you have to take that real strong dose and swallow that reality, every once in a while, Mike, you get an opportunity to leave the reality of what your team really is, and the Dallas Cowboys had that opportunity this week against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals.
6: Well, every now and again, you gotta you, you can only beat who's on the schedule. And if they allow you to be beat them down so th- soundly, then uh, you take full advantage. Because if nothing else, you feel good in the locker room for a week. Uh, and at Week 15, uh, as you know, a lot of tired, beat-up, and weary bodies. But uh, Tuesday feels better in a winning locker room, yes? Yeah. <laughs> no question about yeah. it. He's LeVar Arrington, at LeVar Arrington on Twitter, at King of the Mammals on Instagram. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Coming up, we're going to talk about Jalen Hurts and his fun and exciting debut as a startup. But first, when you upgrade your job post, Indeed immediately delivers candidates from our resume database who fit your job criteria. Let Indeed sift through resumes so you can focus on selecting your top candidates. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR in a study from 2019. Receive a $75 sponsored job credit when you post a job at Indeed.com slash credit. That's indeed.com slash credit terms and conditions apply. Coming up next, Doug Peterson has himself a new quarterback and Miles Sanders likes anybody who gives him the ball. That's up next on Fox.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what?
9: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or
6: wherever you get your podcasts. Asked and answered. Monday Night Football continues. Mike Harmon alongside LaVar Arrington here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios as you're bopping along. We get the big touchdown drive by the Ravens to start the second half. And just like the game started, LeVar, right, come, right back come the Cleveland Browns. 11 plays, 75 yards, Cleveland! including a beautiful pass. Yeah, I know. Alex will now get to play that 97 times tonight. Cleveland! If you're drinking wow. along to the times you hear Cleveland, you are under a table already. Uh, a great pass to Kareem Hunt down the sideline. Tap. Tap. Tap tapping his toes, 26 yards, setting up what eventually became a Kareem Hunt five yard touchdown run. And then Cody Parker missed the extra point. But they're competitive right now. It's fun. 48 points. If you bet the over under, you're you're licking bills already. I mean, that's that's where we're at. You're 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 seven points away from being able to just start dancing for the rest of the night. Because this was in the low fifties. I want to say 53-and-a-half, if I recall correctly. But that this game will keep you apprised of the the different statistical updates. We know there are a lot of fantasy uh, games hanging in the balance of the statistical greatness of the players in this one, uh, if you had either of the defense as well. Uh, you got a bunch of sacks, let's put it that way, from from Cleveland, but they're giving up points left and right to negate any of the gains there. But we had a big game in Philadelphia, where Jalen Hurts took over at under center, the much maligned Carson Wentz uh, relegated to cheerleader status, and the Eagles walk away with a three-point victory. Hurts, 167 yards, 17 of 30, a touchdown, but clean sheet otherwise. No fumbles, no interceptions, and zero sacks. I, I re- mentioned the sacks because, well, that's been one of the big – Uh, problems for the offense and the negative plays piling up. Oh, yeah, Hertz also ran 18 times for 106 yards in this game, LeVar, to take down Taysom Hill, and now they can add a blemish to all of the substitutes for Drew Brees. There's finally a loss after all that streak.
8: Well, I'll say this. You know, there have been people that have said – it was this, it was that, it wasn't just Jalen, it wasn't just that. But what you got to understand is that's the same team that was getting different results, you know, before Jalen came in. So my response to anyone that would have criticism towards taking away the, the, the level of excitement connected to Jalen Hurts coming in to that game before that game, we talked about it on the show, Mike. That was had to have been the singular, most daunting task that any one player had in front of them for this upcoming week's slate of games. And not only did he go in there and carry himself with the poise of, of a veteran quarterback, but he delivered. And when you see hope in front of you you want to know what a defender does he plays with more conviction when you see hope out there in front of you you know what you do as an offensive lineman you block a little bit harder a little bit longer you know what you do as a running back when hope jumps right out there in front of you you run like you never ran before. I'm not going to let anyone catch me. I'm running to get to this end zone. I'm going to do my part to help this team win the game. And that's what you saw the Philadelphia Eagles do. So when you sit there and you try to discredit the catalyst of why that effort went the way that it went, you only discredit yourself. Because if you look at what that man brought to that team, it was a a door cell battery energy force that this team had not felt since he's been inserted into the energy place where the battery goes to make the device functional.
6: Yeah. We, we just saw a lot of extra juice, right? It's one of the, uh, the mantras at, well, my alma mater, uh, as they get ready for a big 10 title game, it's, you know, y- you come loaded with juice and you got to have more than the other guy. And what we saw from the Eagles was just a much different much different squad. Uh as we we just watched the energy. And obviously a uh a miss by me, a misspeaking. Yes, I appreciate those pointing out the fumble by Hertz, right? Cuz we had multiple turnovers down the stretch of that game. Now, you know what? You want to make sure you get it right. That's but all.
8: who cares? Patrick Mahomes turned over the ball a whole bunch of times. But on the Sunday. Bo- the bottom
6: line is, you know, I'm just trying to make sure, you know, I, I keep myself correct, Levar, oh, That's please. all. But the idea being that all, all that matters the, is you won. You had a different details. energy, right? You you
8: got that's the point.
6: You you got through the the process against a good opponent, a surging opponent. Many that uh, many people calling the Saints the best team in the NFC. Right, Smith and I talked about it during the week about you know if Taysom Hill is still playing well and you're rolling and you're winning with Drew Brees being as banged up as he is and they're saying the you know still a lot of soreness as you would expect with the number of broken ribs that you wouldn't necessarily rush him back into the lineup and I I don't think that's the case here but it seemed like a all right turn the page right just fill in the score later but turn the page now. Yeah. So the fact that they rallied and they won, and obviously we saw a lot of these stats that started flowing just, as well, uh, you know, coming out of, well, what happens when Carson Wentz doesn't play, right? The same thing that we've had with Drew Brees all this time is when he's out, dot, dot, dot. Well, now you're connecting the dots when Carson Wentz doesn't play. Guys are, are rallying as well.
8: Here, Here's how I'm viewing the Eagles situation. Everyone who falls on the side of pro Carson Wentz will come up with every reason why Carson Wentz should have another opportunity. And they may very well be correct. Then you will have the con side of the detracting side of Carson Wentz. And every one of them will tell you every reason why he should not come back in and they may be correct. Both sides will have valid discussion points that could go towards the reason why or why not. But here is what exists in this situation that you cannot ignore, and it the stage was set, and on the biggest stage of Jalen Hurts' career, thus far, he performed. There's no way to get around it, there's no way to sugarcoat it. There's no way to justify it as being someone else's uh someone else's credit as to why it happened. He did it. And so for that, he's now been named a starter in the Arizona game. Rightfully so. And here's the beauty of, of the sport of football. I love this about football. He has a week to week approach. And he has to prove out from week to week what he will be and what that can be from week to week because he does not have the luxury of having a down week. He does not have the luxury of having an off game. And so for that, you are going to see what Jalen Hurts is really made of because he has a contract that's chasing him. He's not allowed to have a poor game because that contract will will pop right on up. He makes too much money to be on the bench when a rookie plays this poorly. Okay? He won against a really really great uh New Orleans football team thus far this year. But it does not justify if he cannot maintain what it is that he's bringing to the table uh as as the starter right now. If if he if he has an off game, it will certainly open up uh intense conversation as to why Carson Wentz should go back into the starting role.
6: Well, no, and that's it. It's all the hand-wringing. Don't forget you're also in Philadelphia, which means the chorus of boos and jeers and the Media heads calling for that change back saying, why are you letting all this money sit on the bench Uh, will be even louder. Right. And so you you get a little bit of a different component there. We've talked about the dollar cost averaging when it comes to their contracts in terms of moving forward into 2021, but short term. As you as you say, it is a week to week deal that we know. Uh, coming up next, we're going to go uh, in two minutes' time. We'll go on the other side, uh, well, uh, of the losing column as a team goes and loses its second straight. And anybody oh, that was geez. on the bandwagon, they took their boards and and, and nails home with them uh, as they jumped off and like a well sinking ship. Let's call oh, it what it is. Geez.
9: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: J.K. Dobbins got it after Bowser.
6: Is it Bowser? Bowser, yeah, Bowser. was the uh, the interception. The
8: After the Bowser yeah. interception from Baker Mayfield was when... They scored the touchdown.
6: Yeah, Bowser uh, returned all the way to the one. They tried to get it to the outside to Richard Higgins. Uh, Bowser with a great play to come up with the interception. Diving rolls up, gets back to the one, and then J.K. Dobbins is a Made free it elf. Yeah, it was Not quite Dobby, one. but you know.
8: It was an easy one. It, it, it was an easy one.
6: Really? Yeah. You never dropped one of those?
8: Oh, of course.
6: Okay. Just saying. When I was
8: in high school, I didn't. When I was in college, I probably didn't. But by the time I got to the pros, I had totally morphed into being a linebacker. And no more remnants of a tailback at all.
6: Just saying. I mean, it was. I thought it was a pretty good athletic play. Now, me, I'm I'm fat, old, and slow. But uh, I'm going to give the guy props for, for coming up with it. How many drops of would-be interceptions do we have in a given week? Especially at the you know in the front 7 that's all yeah well, well. just trying to show the guy some love man that's all
8: it was a nice catch it was <laughs> a nice return i like this style it was a good style point, and that's what you expect Ravens defenses to do.
6: Well, that's the thing. <laughs> There's the triple underscore. And then, obviously, the Baker Mayfield detractors are getting out in full force. But uh, another rushing touchdown. I know people are getting a little salty by the fact that it that's just one after the next. you got five rushing touchdowns on the night uh, at this point. Lamar Jackson, 6 of 11 for kind 81 football, yards. Hey. Just a ton mean. of football left. Uh, that's right.
8: We still got twenty minutes. And if he's a slinger, like you know people believe, he still has an opportunity to prove that. Listen, there are two touchdowns down. He, you know, he only needs to get one touchdown right now. That's all he needs. Well,
6: that's, that's it. All he it's, needs. it's all. All that's important is the next drive, long that's protracted it. drive. Keep that the try it. to wear down the defense. Because look, you've been a running team, much like we've talked about the. The Ravens and their identity, that's what the Cleveland Browns have tried to be all year. You've got two running backs in the top 10 in the National Football League in rushing. And yes, you do have an opportunity now and again, as Baker did a week ago against Tennessee, to open things up, stretch the field, and create chaos in the passing game. But that's not your identity. Your identity is to play defense up front, right? Miles Garrett and company getting after the quarterback, and to run the football and Baker to not quite go to the uh, pejorative that is the game manager, but certainly not to put the ball in harm's way.
8: It's a lot of game left and Cleveland's defense can stand up and do what they need to do, just like Cleveland's offense can stand up and do what they need to do. The opportunity to prove that you're a legitimate contender is upon you and either you're going to accept the challenge of it and do what you need to do, or you're going to lay down and let us, uh, I won't say struggling Baltimore's team. I, I will certainly say a Baltimore team that is fighting to get back to the light of dominance. This is not a, a bona fide dominant Baltimore Ravens team right now. They are a vulnerable exposed Baltimore Ravens team right now and they need to be addressed um, that way until they prove otherwise so this is one of those games where you look at where you look at this, this this Browns team and you say Can you, in this moment where the detractors will say, Yeah, the Ravens are seven and five. You were supposed to win. You're a nine and three team. Da da da, this, that, and the other. Or are you going to do what they're doing right now get silly penalties? jump off sides, make unforced errors, make mistakes that continue to give this Baltimore Ravens team the type of confidence that they need to get a winning streak going and convince themselves that they can finish out this year the way that they need to. It's just, you know, it's on on them to prove one way or the other definitively in this game what the Cleveland Browns are this season.
6: Nine and three Browns, remember, got shellacked by the Ravens earlier in the season. And people said, no, 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 a different team now. Well, as at the moment, 34-20, your score The Browns driving about two minutes left here in the third quarter. We'll keep you apprised of the game. uh, But coming up next, we'll stay in the AFC North with a team who's dropped two in a row, and everybody's fleeing and taking their shots.
8: And nothing, eleven and two, and everybody tripping.
6: Yeah, well, we'll talk about it. We'll discuss it and see if we can find any warts here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. He's Levar Arrington. I'm Mike Harmon, and this is Fox Sports Radio.
7: Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
6: Dancing along as we finish the third quarter of Monday Night Football, Mike Harmon alongside the All American, King of the Mammals, ah, LeVar Arrington. Ah, as he gets the background vocals flowing yeah. for the holiday season, make my dreams come true. And I. There you go. Showing the vocal range and a man who's been doing his cardio at King of the Mammals. Hey, Mikey. All I want.
8: Oh, make my dreams come true. All I want
6: for (laughs) Christmas is you. I don't know what that grunt was supposed to symbolize, but I you got know. that in there. That was uh, for everyone out there, though. Yeah, so no. That everybody. grunt
8: was for everyone out there that wanted their want for Christmas. Yeah.
6: Feeling good. 34-20 as we get to the fourth quarter. Cleveland with the football. will keep you apprised of the goings on. Uh, coming up in about uh half hour from now Jason Lockenfora CBS Sports uh j- makes his weekly appearance on the show we'll go through the good the bad the ugly uh that is week 14 and part of that includes well the Steelers sloppy once again another bucket of drop footballs an interception return for a touchdown some dancing uh on the Bill's logo before the game that got people all salty. So it all comes together. And my MVP, and we've talked about this the last couple of weeks, I'm banging the drum for Josh Allen. 26-15, your final. Did it have a lot of style points? No. But it's a victory. And you saw Stephon Diggs absolutely dominate the Pittsburgh secondary.
8: Allen's a beast, too. Coming out party of sorts. You know, there's been a lot of – Debates as to what type of player Josh is, they they did a great – I thought Collinsworth did a great job of breaking down um, what Josh Allen did this offseason to improve his throwing mechanics. Um, and you can tell with his arm strength and the type of improvements on his precision, his deliveries, the accuracy uh, – that there was certainly a lot of work and attention that he paid in his technique and his style. Give a man credit where credit is due when they're willing to take a deep dive on their insufficiencies and will actually go the extra mile to try and correct it for the better good of their own performances and for the better good of their team's performances. This Buffalo team really believes in in him as a quarterback. You know, a lot of people maligned uh, Stefan Diggs based upon the beef that took place um, in Minnesota and how his departure was so quick and and just seemingly uh, toxic. Right. But when you look at what he's done, he's in essence, really, I mean, if we're going to be honest here, He's transformed that entire team. And you saw it play out on on a very, very big stage. And I'm, I'm happy for him. I know Stefan. I know his brother, Tavon. I know the family. Um, I've known them since they were in high school. Um, so there's more of a personal feel for me on that. Uh, I got an opportunity to watch his college career, because that's where I was living um, and doing, doing my media work at, at the time. Um, I'm just glad that it didn't pan out where the the negativity that surrounded him was what stuck with him and that he was able to bring and put his best foot forward in uh, in Buffalo. And I got to be honest with you. I don't think the loss was so much about the Pittsburgh Steelers I think it was more so the focus should be more about how well this Buffalo Bills team played. They looked as good as they've looked all season long and and in quite some time um, when you looked at the way they were able to take control of the game and begin to dominate the game in the second half of that game.
6: Yeah, you just saw the third quarter takeover, outscoring the Steelers 14-0. Diggs finished with 10 for 130 and a touchdown. Uh, But for Josh Allen, you mentioned the progression, right, Uh, from being a one-read-and-take-off type of quarterback. I mean, that was the knock, that he was more running back than quarterback, but we knew he had a big arm. And when everybody was healthy a year ago, you could see there was more to it. But you didn't have that number one. And now you got a guy that you can trust. You put it out there, he's going to make a play. Uh, 14 targets yesterday. Cole Beasley, another 10 targets and five catches. The Steelers, there's there's some more to dissect. And I think coming up in about five minutes from now, uh, we, we need to keep going in, into that style. 17 carries. 47 yards. I underscore that as we talk about the trials and tribulations and the bandwagon shrinking in Pittsburgh. 34-20 in Monday Night Football. Who's going to have it, the heart to finish this thing out? We'll tell you next.